Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news and agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets. 13 first alert weather will look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Good morning. It's a Tuesday morning. A little bit of snow falling out there. I had a little bit heavier at my house than it is up here in Eau Claire. But um, be careful out there. The roads were in good condition, but... We still got to remember we've got a little bit of snow on there and, and it can cause a little bit of slippery spots going out and about. So give yourself a little extra time today and and be careful. Well, we've had a busy few days in my world, but well, before we get into any further, I do have some closings according to first TV 13, first alert weather and ADRC Clark County is closed Tuesday. No home delivery meals. First Evangelical Lutheran of Cross is closed today. Hillsboro School District is having a virtual learning Tuesday. Nisita Schools and Head Start is closed today. Nakusa School District is closed. New Lisbon Schools are closed. North Crawford School District is closed. Pittsville is closed. And the Westby Area School District is closed. And as you can tell, that's a bit south of Eau Claire here. So they're getting a little more snow and a little bit more weather down that way. And they are part of a winter storm warning. That's south of Eau Claire, La Crosse County and such. Here in Eau Claire, we've got the winter weather advisory in Eau Claire County, Pepin, Buffalo, Clark, Jackson, and Trempeleau. So... I think we're going to get a little bit more today. We'll find out more from our 13 First Alert weather. But our school closings are brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of the Chippewa Valley. So, but we are going to get some uh, farm chores done here. We've got, we're going to talk about the Genio plant in Barron. We're going to talk about lower tariff rates on pork and Wisconsin's cheese production. And the Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic will start today at the Lion Energy Center in Madison. This event is a trade show of nearly 100 exhibitors, including heavy equipment, bulk storage tanks, trailers, fertilizer and seed companies, as well as service and support organizations. And that Agribusiness Classic will run through tomorrow down in Madison. We're also going to be hearing from Pam Yankee out of Madison, and she's going to be talking to Brandon Bickham. Bickham. He's the head of exports for the DeLong Company, and they are going to talk about the Port of Milwaukee update. So we always start talking shipping and the challenges that we've had lately, and the Port of Milwaukee is opening up. So that's a really cool story, and we'll probably hear more about that as time goes along. That's something that Bob was really asking about, too. So we better get on and get through some of these uh, tasks that we have to get done today. So let's get her started here at the Farm Show.
that the snow is coming down in Nebraska. I just heard from the trucker, our trucker buddy John, and the snow is hitting them hard down in Nebraska. Hopefully, they're be slowing down a bit. And um, but we'll talk about our weather for our first look at our weather today. High of 33, snow likely tonight down to 23. Tomorrow, 30. Tomorrow night, 21. Thursday, 24, Friday, 23, with a slight chance of snow. And then Saturday, high of only 13 and windy. And Sunday, we've got to get our hats pulled down tight. High of only 6. Monday, high of only 4. So we'll have to put on our extra long johns and long underwear and pull down our hats and... Really bundle those kids up when it comes to next week and they start school. And we are looking at a winter storm warning uh, south of Eau Claire, La Crosse County and such. And here in Eau Claire, we're looking at a winter weather advisory for Eau Claire, Pepin, Buffalo, Clark, Jackson, Trampolo counties. And we're lo- and it's 30 degrees right here in Eau Claire. But we better get on to some more tasks that we need to get done. Get our chores done here on the Farm Show. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. A Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time for our first look at our weather out there and our temps. Here in Eau Claire, we're sitting at 30 degrees right outside our back door. Medford, 27. Wausau and Rice Lake, 29. Madison and Green Bay, both at 32. Marshfield's at 29. La Crosse is at 33. And Milwaukee's at 35. And rain, mostly cloudy around the state, is what I looked up. And there is snow coming down. South of us, it's a little heavier. They are looking at a winter storm warning. La Crosse County and that area. And the winter weather advisory is here in Eau Claire, Pepin, Buffalo, Clark, Jackson, and Trempolo counties. And our closings for today, ADRC Clark County is closed. First Evangelical Lutheran and La Crosse is closed. Hillsboro School District is having a virtual learning Tuesday. Nesita, Nicusa, New Lisbon, North Crawford, Pittsville, and Westby are all closed today. So that snow is hitting harder south of us and keep those kids safe. And a snow day. I know when I was in the school system, I used to appreciate those snow days. We got a lot of things done, and <laughs> we even played some board games. My, uh, As my kids got older, it was worked out well to you know, just make some soup and enjoy the day. So that's what uh, we've got for our closings, and they are... 13 First Alert Weather Closings, and they're brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chippewa Falls. But we need to get through our chores here on the Farm Show, and we're going to be looking at our markets coming in next. And we've made it to our first look at our markets, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 165 to 172, with mixed steers at 128 to 164. Choice-fed beef heifers are 165 to 172 with mixed heifers at 133 to 164. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 140 to 169 with choice fed Holstein steers 145 to 150. Select and, and those select and silage fed steers 96 to 144. Cows are 74 to 109 with bulls at 80 to 113. Butcher hogs are 30 to 79 with sows at 25 and a half to 29. 
boars at 10 to 15. New crop market lambs are 180 to 210. Feeder lambs are 155 to 280 with ewes at 95 to 135. Small goats are 12 and a half to 185. Medium goats are 120 to $260. Large goats are 150 to $460. And nanny goats are 115 to $270. And our futures markets, our live cattle futures are trending downward today for February. 169.95 down 62 and a half cents. April 173.02 down 37 cents. June 170.35 down 20 cents. And April 170.80 down 47 cents. And our feeder cattle markets, our futures are mixed for January 223.87 up 75 cents. March 225.07 up 92 cents. April 230.10 up 32 cents. May 234.60 down 20 cents. And August 250.52 down 22.5 cents. And our lean hog carcasses are trending upward today for February 70, 60, up 60 cents. April 77.52, up $1.15. May 83.95, up 80 cents. And June 92.17, up 82 cents. And our Chicago Board of Trade, corn for March, sitting at 4.56, up a penny. Oats for March, 370 up nine cents. March soybeans are at 1248 up two and a half cents. March soybean meal is sitting at $368 a ton, down just a fraction. And our March wheat is at 601 up five cents. And our dairy markets for cheese barrels at 145 and a half up four and a half cents. 40 pound blocks. Up two and a quarter cents to one forty-five and three quarters. Our gray double A butters at two fifty-three, down four and a half cents. And our class three milk futures for January up two cents to fifteen fourteen. February fifteen seventy-four up twenty-one cents. March sixteen twenty-eight up twelve cents. April up up another two cents to seventeen oh two. And May up three cents to seventeen sixty-eight. And those markets, the Class 3 milk futures, they're up for the first half of the year. And then they trend downward in the second half of the year. So not a lot of movement on that. But those are our first look at markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And we have time for some farm news this morning. Genio Plant in Barron will be going through some changes this year. Hormel Foods Corporation is planning to stop the turkey harvest operation at the Genio plant in Barron by the second quarter of 2024. The plant will be converted into an, a value-added only facility, a plant that further processes turkey meat that produces products like deli meat that consumers find in on grocery store shelves. This change in the Barron's plant purpose has been a part of Hormel Foods Corporation goals that were laid out back in 2021, according to an executive at the company. The Barron plant is expected to support high demand and high growth product lines across all areas of processing for the Hormel Foods portfolio. So that plant is going to look a little different coming into 2024. And lower tariff rates on pork have been extended through 2024 on U.S. pork shipped to the Philippines. 
The Philippine president has signed an order that extends the reduced tariff rates on imported pork for the third consecutive year. In May 2021, African swine fever caused a shortage of pork in the Philippines, and pork tariffs were lowered by 10% to help meet the demands of the population. The quota amount was also raised to over 254,000 metric tons from just over 54,000 metric tons for 2021 to January 31st, 2022, creating a huge jump in the value of pork imported. The high quota amount did expire in 2022, but the tariff rate also went down. Fast forward to this year, the end quota tariff on imported pork will remain at just 15%, with imported pork above the quota having a tariff rate of 25%. The Philippines is a top 10 market for U.S. pork exports. And I always like to talk cheese. Wisconsin continues to lead the nation in cheese production, according to the latest data released by the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service. Our cheesemakers produced over 291 million pounds in November. That's up 1.8% from last year. And Wisconsin leads the nation in production of cheddar cheese with over, over 57 million pounds and total Italian cheeses with over 140 million pounds in November. Our cheesemakers produced over 140 million pounds of mozzarella cheese in November, second only to California. Following Wisconsin in total November cheese production was California, New Mexico, and Idaho. And there's a lot of conventions going on. The Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic starts today at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. It's a trade show of nearly 100 exhibitors. And that runs through tomorrow. And the Wisconsin Fair Association Convention is happening at the Chula Vista. That will wrap up on Wednesday with the selection of the new 2024 Wisconsin Fairest of the Fairs. We need to get through a few more chores. And then we'll be hearing from Pam about the Port of Milwaukee update. And Brandon Bickham, he's the head of exports for the DeLong Company. So let's get our job done here on The Farm Show. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Midwest Farm Report. You know, one of the bright spots we're looking forward to in 2024 is involving transportation for Wisconsin agricultural goods. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Before the holiday break, I had an opportunity to head on over to the Port of Milwaukee, where the DeLong Company, along with state and federal investments, are helping to get agricultural products moving internationally from the Port of Milwaukee. Brandon Bickham can tell you all about it. He's the head of exports for the DeLong Company, and really their Port of Milwaukee facility is kind of his baby. I started off finding out a little bit more about Brandon's background and how he sees business developing for the Port of Milwaukee. Well, you know, I'll start maybe in reverse. I've been with DeLong's a little over 17 years. Grew up on a corn and soybean farm in north central Nebraska, and that's my story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the, now the world is your oyster, quite literally. When did you really get engaged and excited about what the DeLong company, the city of Milwaukee, 
state of Wisconsin was talking about on this ex- on this port project? Well, you know, four years ago, the Port of Milwaukee invited us to come up and just tour the port. Just say, you know, if you have any ideas, let's let's take a look around and see what's available. So we did. Um, we started thinking about you know what potential the port may have, and and that's really what kicked this whole thing off. And then <clears throat> the port was instrumental in coming up with ideas to help fund the project. Um, what what property was available, all those things. So really, about four years ago um, was the catalyst. So you're a landlocked Nebraska guy that now is working on water arteries. What have you learned? Tell me a little bit about what that learning curve's been like. Well, you know, over the last 17 years, uh, I've been involved in DeLong's export program. So, um, you know, you get a lot better at geography, amazingly. But, uh, you know, we've been exporting corn, soybeans, wheat, uh, feed grains to Asia for you know the last 25 years, and it's just in the last four we've been exploring this market in Northern Europe, North Africa, Middle East. So you know it's it's kind of applying things you already know to to new markets, new modes of transportation. So you know it's it is different, but it's really the same too. Right. What does the Port of Milwaukee offer that people at first glance aren't going to think about? Well, I think number one, the Port of Milwaukee wants to grow. They want new tenants. Um, they appreciate Wisconsin agriculture. Uh, they appreciate what the DeLong company can bring to this. And they've really walked with us hand in hand over the last four years to bring this uh, project to fruition. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you find critical as far as components for a successful launch on something like this? It's not unusual to see, you know, back in the day, grain was coming in. It's just that it's been a long time since that industry was vibrant again. Tell me what were some of the critical investments that had to be made to make this viable. You know, number one, the largest thing we had to do differently than other Great Lakes ports is we had to build a facility that could handle feed feed products, DDGs, soybean meal, byproducts mm-hmm. of the processing industry in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, 70 years ago, we were exporting whole grains to Europe. Mm-hmm. Now we're exporting more feed products. And, and the old the old system, the old elevators are really not designed to do that. So that was the number one thing we wanted to do different. And, and as you saw today, that's what we did. Absolutely. Now tell me a little bit about the, just the system today. Brandon and I were talking a little bit about the challenges we're facing right now, just trying to move anything, be it rail car, semis, or waterways. Tell me how you're analyzing from a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, how you're handling that. Well, the unique thing about the DeLong Company is that we are still very involved in the container business, um, which is the biggest place in Chicago for that. So we can look at all of these different origin points, destination points, and we can pick the best mode of transportation, the best way to, to market that grain so the farmer gets the best return. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what we do every day. Mm-hmm. We're a grain company on the door, but logistics is really what we're looking at. Yeah. And, and there's always challenges. Uh, and, and that's really what we come to work every day to solve. Right, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing after seeing the facility on the Port of Milwaukee is it's only a holding spot. You guys don't want product being there for very long because, as you said, logistics are get it in, get it out. Tell me where most of the product that the Port of Milwaukee's facility will turn is going and how is it getting there? Well, the number one destinations will be North Europe, North Africa, uh, the Mediterranean and Middle East. Those will go by bulk vessel, um, you know, 30,000 deadweight tons, size ship. Um, currently, we're because the seaway is closed, the locks and dam system, we will be exporting barges to 
uh, New Orleans to go out, and most of that grain will end up in Asia. So that's that's really our two markets will be Asia and Europe. What's have you had anxious moments with water levels? Uh, that is in the news all the time. Here we sit in December, mid-December, and we don't have snow on the ground. Tell me a little bit about how you're maneuvering around water levels. Well, you know, especially the river system has had a bit of a, an issue the last couple of years with water levels. I would say a substantial issue, actually. Um, that's one of the things the Great Lakes provides yeah. us another, you know, outlet through the St. Lawrence Seaway. But, but like I said, we are also loading barges that are going to use that system. But it is a concern. I think for years you go along and, well, it just works. It always has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the, the, the water problems in uh, the Illinois River, the Mississippi, and now the Panama Canal, you know, there's a lot of things that are having to change to move our grain for export. Right. Are you seeing that pick up in conversation with the DeLong company? More people approaching, say, can you do this? Will you be able to do this? Like you said, right now the lock and dam system's closed, but already they're trying to get their place in line for when it reopens. Well, yes. We are, we are consistently fielding opportunities for lakes open. So April, um, as far as exports to Asia, you know, they're, when, you, when you can't go through the Panama Canal, you add 15 to 20 days transit yeah. you know, via the different routes. Uh, you know, there's some real fear there. I think... You know, if we were in a really hot demand scenario, I think temperatures would be quite high and, and yeah. people would be very concerned. We're kind of just in a so-so demand. So people are, are cautious. They, they definitely want, op, you know, options to get their cargo. But, but no one is really on fire, I wouldn't say, at the moment. Now, what about some of the other support mechanisms? Rail cars, you've got a rail spur right next to your facility, not necessarily something that's important right now, but it's... All about logistics again. And then ship availability. You mentioned barges that are going down the Mississippi via Chicago. How about availability of those kinds of uh, modes of transportation? Well, we'll start with the rail cars. Uh, you know, on the, the processed product side, which is mostly what we're going to receive here, DDG, Soviet yep. Meal, the actual production facilities own their own cars. So it's just about, you know, railroads bringing them in. The nice thing about Milwaukee compared to maybe what they've done traditionally is it's a much shorter route. Mm-hmm. So they get better use out of those cars. Mm-hmm. So they are actually very excited to have another option, you know, another market for their product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, on the vessel side, it's been kind of a unique fall. We had the first um, seaway strike, I think, since 1968. So, you know, luck would have it that it was our first year. But, you know, we're getting through all that. We're finding ways. Um, as far as barge availability, it's been fairly good. So, no issues there. Now, where is this facility going? I mean, it's beautiful right now. It's state-of-the-art. It's already got its first run through, let's say, Brandon. But what's on the horizon, dependent on markets, I'm sure, and world economies? But tell me a little bit about where you're training your eye for the future. Well, you know, our thought process is we really want to grow our business in Europe, North Africa, MED. And we feel like we can do that because of the processed products we're able to offer, there's a tremendous amount of soybean crushing that is going to be, get built or capacity going to get built over the next few years. We're positioned for that very well. And, and, and kind of where I started, we're, we're able to handle these process products where others it's going to be more difficult for. And um, lastly, we've got a phase two for this facility where we're going to put some upright storage so we can maybe – the thought process behind that is 
instead of a vessel of one commodity or two commodities, maybe we can add two or three, build these grocery-type ships is what they're called in the industry, and, and really target maybe smaller feed mills and give them all the pieces they want or maybe more of the pieces instead of an incredibly large vessel of one commodity. And, and, you know, that's even more important when we see 7 or 8 9% interest rates. When interest rates are 3%, you can afford to store it yep. a, lot, a lot easier. Um, when interest rates are high, people want to turn that product. So, so we're trying to really value add, give our customers something they haven't, haven't been able to get before. Now, we're talking about the Port of Milwaukee, which is something that's had history as a, a shipping port. A lot of buzz about, okay, come on, Superior, let's get online, let's improve you. Even Green Bay, talking about improvements there. Are you confident that's a, do we have enough business for Wisconsin to turn those transportation arteries into viable business opportunities too? Well, you know, I'm, not, I'm sure not an expert on the Port of Superior, but they, they, you know, they focus on wheat. There's some other opportunities for them. You know, depending on where it's going, what it's doing, I would say we could maybe work in tandem. Um, I'll go back to the grocery ship. I like to hear that they're willing to work in tandem and get our products shipped out, whether it's through the Port of Milwaukee or Superior or out of Green Bay. You know, we have a lot of product here in Wisconsin, and that was Pam Yankee with Brandon Bickham. He's the head of exports for the DeLong Company. And always good to hear they're making progress on getting the product out and about. Well, we need to get our product going, and we need to be hearing from Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. He'll come in next. Well, just on cue, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock, and he said it's not snowing over his way yet. So, yeah, they can keep it. Well, we just really need the moisture. One thing I do have to comment uh, down my way, it did not rain first, so the roads are not all icy. It always makes it interesting when you get a little snow on the road for moving those livestock. Yeah. Did they uh, act like they got a bunch of snow down south already? Or? Well, there's a bunch of school closings. I'm not really sure how much snow is happening down there. When I was worked at school, it was the anticipation sometimes that helped them to close it. We better jump right into those market stuff. Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Jill. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> this is our yesterday, Monday's livestock auction. Big run, selling over 1,300 head uh, yesterday. Choice and Prime Holstein fed steers from 145 to 154. Choice beef cross up to $1.65. Market cows high yielding from 91 to $1.08. Many cows 75 to 90. Market bulls high yielding 94 to $1.10. Organic market cows sold Mondays and Tuesdays, mostly from 120 to 153. Uh, today, Tuesday. That's going to be our special feeder cattle auction. We're also featuring bred beef cows. Make sure if you're bringing bred beef cows, they're in by 9.30 a.m. for bread checks. We're expecting 500 to 700 head of feeder cattle. Do have some very nice bred beef cow consignments, including a nice bunch of red Angus cows. Uh, we'll have an excellent run of feeder cattle. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, we got our hay auction. That's going to be at 9.30. Uh, nice run of hay and bedding. And then dairy cattle auction at 11. We do have two complete herd dispersed of tie stall cows, uh, one herd averaging 70 pounds, the other herd averaging 83 pounds. Got a nice run of fresh parlor free stall cows uh, with some exceptional Jersey crosses. Full list of early consignments at Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Jill, that's how it's shaped up. So. Well, I'm glad we made it through this time. <laughs> we, we got back at it. So We did get back at it. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. 
And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. Morgan McCarthy is in the house to get an update on our local news. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We begin in the courts and a decision a lot of people have been waiting a long time to hear could come at the end of this month. In the murder of 10-year-old Lily Peters, a judge in the case said he will decide by the end of January if the teenage suspect in Peters' murder will be tried in adult court. Peters was killed in April of 2022. The trial for murder has been on hold because of delays in the court system. And if the trial is moved to adult court, the suspect, who was 14 years old at the time, could face a much stiffer sentence. In other headlines, the driver of a truck that ended up in Eau Claire's Regency and in Suites is the only person hurt. This was a crash last night. Police say a pickup truck burst through the wall and into a room. The truck was so far in the room that it trapped the people who were staying there, but Eau Claire police say the driver was hurt. As the investigation continues, we're expecting more details to be released. Across the state, the Red Cross sounds the alarm about a critical blood shortage in Wisconsin, saying donations are at a 20-year low. Dr. Eric Urey says the situation is as dire as it could be heading into the depth of the winter season that all blood types are needed, but type O blood is needed needed most. If you have uh, interest in giving blood and donating, we'll set the link up for you online, which you can find. Click at 715newsroom.com. A trip to Chippewa County shows a state inspection of the jail there, and it was a recent release from Sheriff Hakes that said Chippewa County Jail had zero infractions during the inspection. You can see a full press release from Sheriff Hakes at 715newsroom.com. And smartphones. Love them or hate them, you probably use one. And an iPhone that was sucked out of that Alaska Airlines plane that had a door plug ripped off. Let's just say they have a little bit of a quality control commercial in the wings. Surviving a 16,000 foot fall? Power up and scroll again. Washington resident Sean Bates posted on X over the weekend that he found the phone on the side of the road, still in airplane mode, and open to a baggage claim email from the airline. He said he called the National Transportation Safety Board, which said it was the second phone from the plane to be found. In the photo, the phone seems to be in good condition, and Bates said it was still pretty clean, no scratches on it, and sitting under a bush when he found it. I'm Mark Mayfield. And we better power up ourselves as we continue to do those chores and send it back to the barn with Jill Welke and your Midwest Farm Report. Thanks, Morgan, for that update. It's kind of interesting that that phone made it all the way down. We need to get through some more chores, and then we're going to be looking at markets. I've decided to pump the brakes a little bit on the markets, and let's take a look at our calendar item. Today is the first Nutrient Management Education Workshop at the Egg and Resource Center in Altoona. Starts at 11 and goes till 2, and that's put on by the Eau Claire County Land Conservation Division in collaboration with the University of Wisconsin-Madison Nutrient and Pest Management Program. So that's the first Nutrient Management Education Workshop. The second one is Tuesday, January 16th, so next Tuesday from 11 till 2. And then there's a third one, Wednesday, January 24th from 11 till 2, all at the Ag and Resource Center in Altoona. And these education workshops do mirror each other, so you only need to go to one of them to get the information you need. And the USDA is having an open house at their Red three at the Red Cedar Street Menominee office and that is tonight from 6 till 8 p.m. and it is a meet and greet adventure event and it's put on with Go Farm Connect and they're going to be going over all the federal programs and resources now available for farmers so that is tonight And you need to pre-register for it because they're going to have snacks and they're going to have packets for you. Go to the Go Farm Connect website and 
hit on the event. It, I looked at it, and it didn't look like it was too tough to get registered for that open house at USDA office at 390 Red Cedar Street in Menominee. And the Wisconsin Association Affairs Convention is still going on down at the Chula Vista Resort. They're going to be picking their 2024 Wisconsin Fairs to the Fairs that will be traveling the state, going to all the fairs from the contestants. I believe there's about 35 that start with that. And there's a lot of registrations that are open for other things that are happening around the area. The registration is open for the 2024 Wisconsin Agricultural Outlook Forum that is set for Tuesday, January 23rd at the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus. And the event runs from 10 till 4. And then the Tour de Forge is set for January 22nd through the 24th. You need to register. And those dates are the 22nd. They'll be in Floodwood, Minnesota and 23rd. Wyckoff, Minnesota, and Wednesday, January 24th, in Holding, Minnesota. But you need to register, so you need to go to find out more about Tour de Forage. And coming up next week, I'm going to be handing out some tickets for the 2024 Central Wisconsin Sports Show. That'll be in Wausau, Wisconsin. Starts on Friday, February 9th through Sunday, February 11th. Next week, we'll hand those out in those show hours for the Central Wisconsin Sports Show are Friday 3 to 8, Saturday 9 to 6, and Sunday 10 to 4. So that will get you into the Central Wisconsin Convention and Expo Center at the Cedar Creek Mall just off I-39 in Rothschild. Be listening for that. That will be coming in next week. Some ticket handouts for some events. From all those calendar items, let's head to the markets. We'll hear from Hut Eman and Sparta Equity. Fed Carroll selling steady to softer today with higher than choice beef steers and heifers 173 to 180 choice and select beef steers and heifers 162 to 172. Beef and dairy cross steers 150 to 165. Higher than choice Holstein steers 144 to 150. Choice and select Holstein steers 133 to 143. With the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 85 to 133. Cow market steady. Quality beef slaughter cows up to $1.15. The high yielding slaughter dairy cows 80 to 95. Cutters and utilities, 40 to 79, and the low yielding in Canada cows, 39 cents and down. Organic market today with results from the January 8th sale with a slightly softer market. With the high yielding slaughter organic dairy cows, 130 to 165. Thin and small organic cows, 90 to 129. Organic steers and heifers, 160 to 180. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing 90 to 105 with the thin full and bulls over 2,200 pounds discounted, 89 cents and down. Calves sold by the pound today. With a steady market with a quality Holstein bull calves bringing two seventy five to four seventy five quality Holstein heifer calves fifty cents to two dollars quality beef bulls four fifty to six seventy five quality beef heifers four twenty five to six dollars with light and poor quality calves ten cents to a dollar per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday, January tenth, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut aimed at Equity Lives that can Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. And that was Hut Eman from Sparta Equity. And just right on cue, we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford Equity. You said it doesn't look like much happening up your way, does it, for the weather? Well, good, well, good morning to you, Joe. We got some snow on the ground, nothing serious. So I don't know, maybe doubt if it's an inch, but it's uh, out there and the, kind of windy. Um, and uh, I guess this is, they're forecasting more for us, so it's going to kind of just be one of those days. But, uh, 
I don't think there's anything closed around here. Obviously, Equity Stratford will be open today, so we'll get that off right at the top. So, yeah, it's it's winter, but uh, we were talking off air. Um, I had heard that the high on Sunday in some places might struggle to get above the, you know, what mark. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully oh. it doesn't last too long. No, well, we're days are getting a little bit longer, so we're... We're into January, so, and as into January, we've got the full marketing week here at Equity Stratford going on, so why don't I tell about folks about yesterday's auction? Absolutely. All right, Jill, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from a very busy Monday yesterday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow market, conventional-type cows yesterday. Housing, fleshy, Holstein cows on yesterday's sale. We're selling mostly from 85 to 101. Uh, most of the cows we sold yesterday sold between 65 and 85. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 60. And we'll sell those organics this morning. We'll get to that in a minute. Fed cattle on light test yesterday. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, selling mostly from $1.38 to $1.53. Select grading cattle, 130 and below. We'll sell most of our fed cattle tomorrow's auction. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls selling mostly from 90 to $1. Lighter weight bulls. Below 90. I guess the uh, highlight of the sale yesterday was the calf market, a huge run of calves yesterday. Very, very strong high calf market yesterday. Good quality Holstein bull calves yesterday, weighing 90 to 130 pounds, selling from 250 to $550, topping at 560. Better demand on the heifer calves, mostly from 70 to 190. And these beef calves are back up there again, uh, very high. From 350 to 650, fancy calves from 650 up to 710 dollars. Again, a very strong calf market yesterday. The only footnote on the calves is uh, uh, winter's here, and uh, buyers are fairly selective. Uh, uh, not really a super great demand for these lighter weight calves. So just keep that in mind if you got smaller calves. And as I said, we are on Tuesday here. That uh, uh, sale does start this morning at 10 o'clock. Hay and bedding auction here. Uh, 11 o'clock, we'll move into the au- market auction. As I did mention, we've got organic cattle today along with the conventional market cattle. Our auction tomorrow gets started uh, in the morning, tomorrow morning, and we'll have full marketing day tomorrow, including the, of course, market cows. Fed cattle, we'll sell most of those. Big feeder cattle sale tomorrow. Uh, folks, if you're uh, in the feeder cattle business and feeding cattle, we got uh, some very good top-quality cattle coming, black cattle. We do have that consignment of those white parks. So you can view that information on our website, but that feeder cattle sale will be tomorrow at 12.30. So, Jill, that's what we have for uh, folks this morning. Folks, do drive careful, um, depending upon uh, where you're at, if you got anything on the ground yet or not. Probably everybody's going to get something. But anyway, uh, Jill, you enjoy the day, and we will be back here tomorrow morning to give us an update on what's happening today. Sounds like a plan. We've made it to our last look at our markets. Chicago Board of Trade, March corner sitting at 4.56. Up a penny. March oats, three seventy up nine cents. March soybeans twelve forty eight up twelve two and a half cents. March soybean meal is sitting at three hundred sixty eight dollars a ton, down a fraction, and March wheat is up a nickel to six oh one. In our country, elevator prices golden plump. In Arcadia, corn is at four twenty. In Baldwin, three ninety one for corn and 1163 for beans. Chippewa Falls and Connersville 386 and 1171. Duran 386 and 1153 for the beans. Mondovi 391 for corn and 1158 for beans. Elmwood 396 and 1163. 
Fall Creek, 386 for corn and 1153 for beans. Osseo, 401 and 1163. Elk Mound, 390 and 1170. And in Sparta, 399. And beans are sitting at 1173. Ellsworth, 376 with beans at 1158. In Loyal, corn's at 391. And beans are at 11.58. Arcadia, 4.01 with beans at 11.68. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 4.12 for their corn. Stanley, 4.11. New Richmond, 4.06. And our cheese markets, barrels, 145.5, up 4.5 cents. 40 pound blocks, 145 and 3 quarters, up 2 and a quarter. And our gray AA butters sitting at 253 down 4.5 cents. And our class 3 milk futures for January 1514 up 2 cents. February up 21 cents to 1574. March 1628 up 12 cents. April 1702 up 2 cents. And May up 3 cents to 1768. And the class 3 milk future markets up for. The first half of the year, but trending downward for the second half of the year. And we're going to take a look at our weather right here in Eau Claire, sitting at 30 degrees with a bit of a wind chill. Today, we're going to only stretch up to 33 degrees with snow likely. Tonight, 23. Tomorrow, 30. Tomorrow night, 21. And then in the 20s for a couple days. And then the bottom falls out with a high of Sunday and Monday only of 6 and 4. And there's a winter storm storm warning south of us, La Crosse County and such, and a winter weather advisory here in Eau Claire, Pep and Buffalo, Clark, Jackson, and Trempolo County. And our last look at our closings for our schools. Hillsboro School District is having a virtual learning Tuesday. And then Nesita, Nakusa, New Lisbon, North Crossford, Pittsville, Sparta, Toma, and Westby are all closed today. So if you're unsure if things are open, make sure you call ahead and be safe out there. And our school closings are brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of Chippewa Valley. And that's what I have for you for the farm show this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.